Hey guys, it's Graham here. Just wanted to let you know this is the live show recording from San Diego. There's a couple places where it drops out, um, and but it's not a huge thing. So if anyone wants to post online, hey, did you know it? Minute, blah blah blah. It stops doing bing bang boom. We're already aware of all of those words that you just said. I don't know why you're saying bing bang and blah blah. This seems a little weird thing to post online. It's probably over 142 characters anyway, so I don't think it would work. So. Maybe get your shit together. Here's episode 199 from San Diego. Work it. Welcome to the American Comedy Company. Tonight, it's the Comedy Bill Nerds Podcast. House rules to a bit of a no photography, no videotaping, no cell phone No heckling of our comments, please, folks. No talking during the show. And now, ladies and gentlemen, let's hear it for the Comedy Nerd. like another sold out arena Wednesday show night. yes sold out completely holy shit i can't even see the end of the audience i can't it's, it's so, like it's so bright it's great oh my god security is overwhelmed these people were rioting this is insane <clears throat> these guys are writing i know she made the announcements of no talking during the show it's okay guys we all know each other yeah you can say whatever you'd like it's um, a very intimate show us and you 400 people <laughs> Four hundred thousand, I think. Yeah, I think this is we, a stadium show. It is a, another stadium <laughs> show. Um, thank you guys so much for coming out to the American Comedy Company. Come on, yes. clap it up! All right, here in beautiful San Diego. I forgot to spit out my gum right before the show, so I'm gonna just tape it to the end of this. All right, that's what that was. <laughs> very that's classy. That, that's what that, very classy. <laughs> Stay classy, San Diego. Um, I want to thank everyone who's watching on Laughster right now. Hey, Laughster, what's up? Yes. So if you guys go to uh, Twitter and put in hashed search for hashtag. You guys too. Here, you guys can do it too. Here. Normally they would the say don't get on your phones during a comedy show, but we encourage it at this one. Yes. Um, Just don't use the flashlight. That's a little weird. (laughs) If you do a hashtag CFN show, you can see all of the – put that in any of your tweets relating to this because we're going to talk to the fans listening all over the world. Oh, my God. They're crazy. Um, I think there's more staff here than audience. Um, (laughs) I'll just say that up front. That's Um, not true because three people just quit. (laughs) (laughs) They're like, this is bullshit. Um, all right, well, let's, uh, first we need to, what do we need to talk about? Um, first well, we want to say that also, as you know, with Laughster, with the last show, we have some great rewards if you want to uh, uh, buy them as the show is going. We have a shout-out that, that we'll give you on a future show. It's like 25 bucks, something 25 like that. bucks, you get a shout-out. And um, we have a Comedy Film Nerds t-shirt gift pack. All of our shirts. You get shirts. three t-shirts. And uh, we also have, this one's pretty exciting, Going to the movies with Graham and myself. Yes. Yes. You get to choose the movie. So there is a Transformers movie coming out this summer. So, so if you really want to stick it to Graham, yeah, you're going to just wait until opening night. Me, my head explode like it's fucking scanners. Then so you, that's. So you can watch it with all the teenagers. Yeah. You can go. And uh, 
Uh, one thing we want to mention, though, we also have the Kickstarter campaign going on right now for Earbuds, the podcast documentary. Yes. And anything that comes in through Laughster tonight, uh, we're going to put towards the documentary. Yeah, put towards Kickstarter. So there's 25 days left if you haven't done it. Uh, it's called Earbuds, the podcasting documentary. You can search for it uh, in Kickstarter, or you can just go to comedyfilmnerds.com, and right on the homepage, there's a banner ad that takes you right into the Kickstarter page. And we cannot do it without the support of you guys. Literally. That's not really a euphemism. We can't do it without you guys. Yes, it won't happen. Oh, my bursitis. I can't pick up comedy film nerd shirts. <laughs> I did stand-up last night. These are the wrong size. <laughs> no, I did a show last night in, uh, in Echo Park in Hollywood, and there was a, a comic, this girl was 25, and she was talking about dating a dude in his late 30s. And they're like, oh, that's when you know you're dating an old guy because he shops at Whole Foods. And I was like, what the fuck? That is the worst thing I've ever heard and true. And then, I, did, and then did you hit on her? Of course I did. Of course. Um, I was like, I'm right in your wheelhouse, Buttercup. Yeah. Let's go hobble around Whole Foods and look for some organic <laughs> yoga mats or whatever. Or organic Metamucil, because we're so old. <laughs> we're so old. Uh. Yes. Organic joint medication, <laughs> which they have there. I highly suggest it, folks. Um, all right, so what's our first... We're going to do Kitten Hands trivia, so as you guys know... Yeah! We are going to do a movie quote and replace one of the words with the word Kitten Hands, so you have to name the word that's being replaced and the movie. And the first one... And just raise your hand. Yeah, we'll see you. <laughs> this guy's uh, got it. <laughs> There's going to be like 10,000 hands are going to go up at the same time in I this know. giant... All right, well... well, well what we'll do is we'll have the club put a spot on you, so then we'll really <laughs> yeah, be able to see that's, you. that's no. Um, <laughs> we can't afford that. Number one. All right, Mr. Kitten Hands, I'm ready for my close-up. Uh, what? That, oh, wow, the hand went down. That one came up and went down. That's, okay, that's half right. What's so the uh, what's is what he said. Movie? we got to remember, because someone... Oh, oh i got to make this point real quick. When we did this uh, in San Francisco, someone who was listening at home said, hey, can you guys do me a favor and repeat what the person in the home audience says because they're not mic'd. So he said DeMille, and sir, and, and, then then, the movie? and the movie is? Yeah, That is correct. Good. Oh. And what size shirt are you, sir? Bigger than you have. <laughs> All right. Then you will get a Hit Clown shirt that is an e a nice XL. There you go. Come on up here. Give this gentleman a round of applause. <laughs> So the quote was, I'm ready for my close-up, Mr. DeMille. Mm -hmm. The movie is Sunset Boulevard, uh, which, if you haven't seen it, is classic. Uh, is classic it, Billy Wilder movie. Yeah, yeah. Billy Wilder movie. It's, is it Gloria Swanson who's the lead, uh, who plays the crazy? I'm ready Why for Why don't we check with our intern with IMDb? Yes, it is. Wendy, yeah. Wendy. <laughs> oh, fancy. We know all of you, you by name. Um, that's what she said. All right. So let's do our next question. Okay. Well, the show started before I had a chance to write it down. So, uh, somebody I'm just gonna... wrote on Twitter. I'm, re I'm reading the hashtag CFN Twitter feed, and someone wrote this is from Paul Bauer. Uh, he said, After uh, Chris and Graham mentioned Transformers, the live stream went down. Never underestimate Michael Bay's power. <laughs> <laughs> it was so great when so at some point a couple months ago, he was somewhere in Thailand or something, and there was an article. Some guys like beat the shit out of him, and the whole internet was like, Graham, did you go to <laughs> Thailand or the Philippines? And I was like, Hey, man, what I do in my spare time is none of your fucking business. I had to go to Southeast Asia and settle some shit, if you know what I'm talking about. 
All right, next question. Um, okay, I actually had a really good one, but now I can't find the page. So I'm going to do another one. You ready? All right. You don't understand. I could have had kitten hands. I could have been a contender. I could have been somebody instead of a bum, which I am now. Oh, that's a tentative hand. Yeah, that really is. It's, you, know, you, really you guys are like, I got it. this, and then no, I don't. You, so you don't want in? Yes, sir? No. That's not the word that was replaced. Really? No. You don't understand. I could have had kitten hands. I could have been a contender. Ooh. I could have had been somebody instead of a bum, which I am now. You're very close, sir. Anybody else? Yeah. Yeah. No. Okay. All right. Is it what? I, title? I could have had title? <laughs> you don't understand. I could have had kitten hands. You picked a really difficult one, dude. You know what? I didn't think it would be. I thought it's a classic first yeah, line. Yeah, you wrong. I'm going <laughs> to... Uh, all everyone right. Knows everyone, everyone knows what the uh, Everyone knows what the movie is, right? Yeah, okay. On the waterfront. Yeah, okay. So just cut right. that shirt up into seven pieces. All right. <laughs> All right. You don't understand. I could have had kitten hands. I could have been a contender. I don't even know what this is. All right. I'll give you a hint. It begins with the word C. I could have had... Crabs. <laughs> no one laments that. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's what we talked about on the Eddie F. show, talking shit. Uh, I could have had CL. I could have had... Class. That's it. But you already won. You're disqualified. So the next person to say class wins. He, mm -hmm. She said cloud. Yeah, that's you close get, enough. She's a... Give her a thing. All right. <laughs> you know, points for enthusiasm. I could, because that's funny. It's, it's interesting you do that, because everybody knows I could have been a contender. I know, but I never make it too easy. Right, there you go. This is the Hello Junkie uh, shirt. <clears throat> Yay, what's your name? Jennifer. Jennifer. Thank you so Jennifer, much. Jennifer, turn and face the camera. There's 10 million people watching you on Laughter. Nice, all right. Anybody else want to come up here and sexy dance? Come on. <laughs> Big dude who won the other shirt? Come on yeah. up here. Yeah. We, we got a few more free T-shirts. We're good. <laughs> We're just going to get the whole crowd naked. Let's do yeah, it. Yeah, we could do it. Yeah. All right. Sexy dance, Laughster. Yeah, if you want to be on a live stream, just work come up it. here and dance. <laughs> Hashtag work it. Um, all right. So is there anything else we need to discuss uh, from a... From a from a business standpoint? From a business standpoint, <laughs> let's have our business meeting right now. Why are we still in a garage? Yeah. Um, we aren't tonight. We're in an arena. This is our, this, we are in a giant <laughs> arena. So this is actually, this is our first, oh my God, I can't hear you. Should we check the, the Twitter feed? The Jumbotron? The, the check, yeah. Um, check, uh, yeah. Check the Laughster uh, feed. <laughs> There's some streaming yeah. issue. Um, it uh, all, I could have had it all on the waterfront. No, that's wrong. <laughs> Ron Hansen, a fan from uh, Wisconsin. All, all the tweets are now 10 second delay, not working, not working. Well, here's <laughs> one that just came tweets. in. Ron Hansen did write in class and all, he, he did get that right. Ron Hansen in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Congratulations, Ron. I'll give you a free shirt next weekend and when I'm in Milwaukee. How about that? Mm -hmm. There you go. <laughs> See, everybody wins. I'm sure I'll forget, but just remind me. <laughs> <laughs> this is a pretty funny one. Uh, I'm giving up now. When you figure out mid-2000 streaming technology, let me know, Lafster. <laughs> I'm sure they will. Um, 
This is what happens when you white label and don't build from the bottom up. Uh, <laughs> what does that mean? Well, they, never mind. It's an inside technical joke that only oh. me and the laughter guy got. Uh, <laughs> so more, anyway. More inside tech humor. Yeah, inside tech humor that um, is appropriate for the four people here. There's, That's right. Uh, there's nine, so let's cut the shit. Get your fucking numbers right. Um, you know what? It's weird. Like, if you squint, it actually does look like 900 people. Have you it, tried it yet? Try it. No, I've got great vision. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I see 9,000. Yeah. That's how I squint. That's the dumbest face. So, <laughs> Alfred E. Newman. I think, uh, you know what I think we should do? I think we should introduce our guest. I think we should introduce our guest. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, he's been with Comedy Film Nerds from the very beginning. He's been a writer from day one. He's an amazingly funny guy. Very Always makes, uh, makes us laugh. And has an amazing podcast, 40-Year-Old 40 40 boy. boy. Ladies and gentlemen, big round of stadium applause for Mr. Mike Schmidt, everybody. Woo! Here, I'll do a movie. I'll do this one. Well, give right? away my CD. And the, 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 the thing right. is, kitten hands replaces a word in the quote, right? Yes. Right. All right. All right. Uh, brace yourselves. Get ready for this. <clears throat> Kitten hands. Kitten hands. Kitten hands. <laughs> Anyone with a guess? Right here. Rosebud. Oh my God! He Rosebud. Got he said Rosebud. <laughs> From? From? What's the movie? Look at that gentleman yes. with a big victory. Nice. Right. Congratulations. I'll give you a copy of my CD, Graham Elwood's Palm Strike Dance Party, available <laughs> at ComedyFilmNerds.com. Signed. 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 I figured I had to pick a black and white film to fit in with Chris's choices, so. <laughs> well done. Thank you. Okay, so. I have a quote, a Kitten Hands quote, but it's from the silent movie Wings, so I don't know <laughs> if we can make it. The General. The General. <laughs> so we're going to replace the uh, subtitle thing. How about, all right, here's one. Oh, this one. Uh, you know what? Why the fuck am I on brain detail? We're switching. I'm washing the windows, and you're cleaning up this kitten hand skull. This motherfucker's skull is Pulp Fiction. Yeah, wrong. Not very wrong. fun when I play. One, one of those words was wrong, but... This... All right, I was wrong. What was it? Oh, I see. I just wanted somebody to yell at the fucking club. Nigger skull! Oh, wow. damn it! Way to not yell it. Um, <laughs> that, is, that is the quote. <laughs> it is. I just want somebody to have been walking in right at that moment when they're. I, I'll enjoy a comedy yeah, show. Yeah. I, ah! yeah. I'm, I'm never up. coming to San Diego again. <laughs> they flew here for this show. <laughs> to see. You. Um, all right, that's our show, guys. Yeah, thanks everybody. Uh, <laughs> You know, we, we, we definitely have some interesting movies to talk about because uh, Graham and I saw two winners uh, since the last show. Well, it's a great time and, of the year for films. And uh, let's start with uh, you, Graham. And I'm surprised he saw it, I have to be honest. I mean, we got Neil to see it. There's a review on the site, but I, Frankenstein. Oh, my God. I know, that was my reaction, oh. too. I'm like, really? And you weren't on a plane? No, I, <laughs> I went to see I, Frankenstein because there was... It's that time of year. I've already seen all the Oscar movies, so they're not releasing anything except shitbag movies like I, Frankenstein. Uh, but I did, I was like, all right, I'm going to go see it at my favorite theater that has reclinable seats and waitresses that bring you food. So it was awesome. That made it great. This movie, I was like, was this a kid's movie? Because it's really felt like I was watching, like, 
the I Frankenstein from the Sunday cartoons. He got his own movie or something. It just felt the dialogue and everything about it was like, I'm Frankenstein. Like, ooh. What, now, what's well, the basic hold, premise? He, he, he comes back from the 1800s and then fights gargoyles? Is that? What? Yeah, sure. And, and he's apparently haunted by the ghost of Richard Nixon? Yeah, is that who yes, that was? Yes. <laughs> oh, I'm not a Frankenstein. <laughs> hey, Frankenstein. <laughs> but then he clones himself and they jump off a building? I saw that in the trailer. What? There's like a bunch of Frankensteins jumping off a building going into battle with the gargoyles. It's called a passel of Frankensteins. Yes. <laughs> I'm not sure what. It's not a bunch. Trailer. Oh, that might have been taken out. You know, sometimes they put stuff in the trailer that never makes it in the uh, movie. Wasn't there a fight with gargoyles? Yeah, but you, you, not that. Not he cloned him into 500 guys <laughs> and jumping off a building. Yeah, he fought gargoyles. There's a. Here's what happened. Um, Johnny Frankenstein. Before is, you get in, before you talk about Johnny Frankenstein, I have a question. You saw this in your favorite theater, right? With recliners and food and waitresses and whatnot. Yeah. Now, is this the sort of film that you really want to be able to recline during? Because aren't you in danger of napping at any given moment during that the Frankenstein? That is the beauty of it. Because I'm just like, <laughs> out, and this is great. And then I'll gargoyle fart, and I'll wake up and go, okay. <laughs> There's a scene I can make. Is fun that a of. patron who comes to you and goes, gargoyle fight? <laughs> and then you yes. look up. There's an old guy that's like, <laughs> there's a gargoyle fight. He Nobody sleeps. The hall. Yeah, that's Good. what he does. Wake me up when the gargoyles yeah. fight. <laughs> that's what I told my waitress. I was like, when the gargoyles fight, just give me a nod. Mm -hmm. So she's like, honey, because she, of course, is 90. Yeah, you she's got an 90 year old waitress. waitress. <laughs> of course. She brought you the meatloaf special, and then she went off and beehived her hair. Of you course. want a phosphate? And then she left. Um, <laughs> and then Dingy came and threw the straws everywhere. Yes, Mike. Um, see, I'm good improv. Yes, and Mike. Um, <laughs> and then what happened? And then that's interesting. So I'm, I, the movie is this. Okay, he, they give quick backstory. He was made the way with the traditional, you know, Dr. Frankenstein made him uh, back in the whatever, 1700s. And then he uh, goes nuts and he kills Dr. Frankenstein. Then he decides to run away from society. So he goes off into the corners of the earth for 200 years comes or no the yeah so the gargoyles there's a the national order the of national order of gargoyles national order of gargoyles <laughs> did they fundraise yeah it's like an elk's lodge <laughs> it's like <laughs> there's the moose the elk and the gargoyles they're a good group guys you should go me, I, I got something in the mail i yeah. promised to give them five it's really good they're like the shriners the gargoyles are like shriners but they're they are actually good they are ordained uh by god gargoyles um, Godgoyles? Godgoyles. They are Godgoyles. Um, Did you get food poisoning during this film? Because... <laughs> I know. It sounds like I'm having crazy hallucinations. Like, exactly. Like, it sounds like you woke up every 17 minutes. Yeah. And, is really, and they go, oh, okay, let me make a mental note of that. Right. And smoked peyote, and yeah. then this is the <laughs> film that happened. So I'm not making any of this up or embellishing. So... So in the 1700s, the he's fighting demons. The demons try to kill him. The gargoyles see him defeat the demons and go, wow, who's this guy? They bring him into the gargoyle castle where there's a gargoyle queen. Again, it sounds like a goddamn kids movie. Like, mm -hmm. I feel like my nine-year-old nephew is like, and then Uncle Graham, the gargoyle yeah. queen. Yeah, this is the plot of Frozen. Yeah, she exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it is. Then they sing songs. It would be better if, he brought, if Aaron Eckhart busted into a song. I would have loved it. He did not. Um, so then they're like, join our gargoyle army. And he's like, I'm tormented. Bleh. So he leaves for 200 years, comes back. Wait, wait. 
200 more years? He's gone 200 years. No, no, I'm sorry. I was, I was, I was mistaken. This, he's only gone one 200 section. All right, good. Makes sense. So, that so, makes okay. sense. Yeah, I had, to, <laughs> I had to back up. When he's first created, he kills Frankenstein, fights the demons. The gargoyles say, join our thing. And he says, fuck you. Um, nobody tells me how to live because I'm Frankenstein. I'm Johnny Frankenstein. And technically not alive. And so not alive. Can't really yeah. tell me how to live. Half demon. So... <laughs> It's, somebody went like, hey, let's do a shittier version of Blade. You know, it's basically <laughs> what they did. So he runs away for 200 years, shaves his head, comes back all, oh, tormented, blah, society's crazy. <laughs> you know, so he's stumbling around in the modern, and they never really said what city it was. Right. I, I, it's some modern city. It's, it's Europistan. Yeah, it is. It is. It's Europistan. They probably shot it in Bulgravia or whatever because yes. mm-hmm. they got a tax break. And so it's now this modern city, but still in the center of it, this weird fucking gargoyle castle that's giant, that's, like, huge. It's bigger than, like, Disney in Orlando. Like, it's it's, unbelievable. It sounds like a producer went, all right, what's the rights to the cheapest graphic novel we can buy? Yes. And Dark Horse went, this one, here, this, make this. (laughs) Um, And so... He comes back, and now there's the Bill Nye is the head uh, science guy. Head science guy. He's the head <laughs> science demon, um, and they're trying. So he's no. So t- all right, I just want to clarify. Bill Nye, not a gargoyle. No, no, he's on the other side. He's bad. He's bad. All right. Um, and uh, so bad that he has decided to uh, torture the audience with every fucking demon cliche that's ever been written. <laughs> um, and then he's trying to build a whole army of uh, Frankenstein-like demons, so he needs the Frankenstein cookbook. That... How, many, how many people have to turn down a role before it goes to Bill Nye? I, well, I think he just takes anything that's shot in England. I think that's yeah. his whole thing. He's like, I don't want to get on a plane, mate. And he just fucking does whatever. And some of the movies are great, and some of them are this. And Aaron Eckhart... Oh, you're talking about Bill Nighy, not Bill Nye. Yeah, Bill Nighy. Yeah, okay. Whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Never mind. He's actually a fine actor. He is a fine actor. (laughs) Who are you thinking of? Bill Nye, what you said. The science guy. No, it wasn't the science guy. I was being, I was playing along, I was yes-anding your skit. Um, And then what happened? He ate expired yogurt in a recliner. He has no idea what happened during this film. (laughs) Expired yogurt. Okay, yes. so, so what happens when head bad guy wants to fight gargoyles and Frankenstein together? Yeah, then they all, they all team up, and there's a crazy demon fight. and uh, the gar- I mean, there's some cool technology in terms of ter- cool graphics with the gargoyles and how they kill the demons. But it's literally... Now, does the bad guy, does he get to recruit, like, Frankenberry? <laughs> yes, fight, yes. Like- Count Chocula comes <laughs> yeah, in. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Fight gargoyles and Frankenstein Ex- together. Mm-hmm. It's, and it's... And all Aaron Eckhart does, I mean, Aaron Eckhart yells these lines where he had to have, like, they had to have gone cut, and he must have just gone, oh, Jesus. Like, there's no, these lines are just like, yeah, but I am Frankenstein. Like, I know you are, but what am I? Like, it's just horrible what he's doing. I'm rubber and you're glue. Frankenstein stick to you. Like, it's that dumb. And so uh, it, it, the movie, you know, there's some scenes that, yeah, it was horrible. It's just wow. like, and, and, you know, when it started, there was some cool stuff, and I was like, oh, shit, maybe this is one of those films that is just going to sneak through the January, February release 
dead zone, and it's going to be kind of, I don't know. It's not. It's not at all. <laughs> nope. Yeah, it's not worth, I mean, even in that comfortable theater, eating expired yogurt, going into a peyote <laughs> trance, it's... Still it, a chore. Still a chore. 90 minutes, like barely 90 minutes, and it was like, oh, fuck. Like, when is this going to go? Felt longer. Yeah. <laughs> I think your explanation was longer than 90 minutes, quite frankly. <laughs> <laughs> that was the most thought devoted to I. Frankenstein from a studio executive on fucking down. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody put that much time nope. in the movie. Nobody at all. Not even Eckhart. Well, that's what's He's great. He's a hologram in half of that film. Yeah, that's what's great about a movie like that. Well, we didn't get any notes. Well, of course you didn't. There's nothing you can do with this movie. Literally, how are you going to make it better? It's, and the I Frankenstein thing, all right, spoiler alert, um, he says it at the, because the whole time he's like, you know, they, the gargoyles call him Adam. Oh, wow, because oh. isn't that subtle? Um, yeah. Like, all we need him to do is walk around with his fucking arms out. Uh, so they're like, Adam, because he's the first Did born. Did he almost get, like, bitten by a snake? Yeah, that would have been great. Yeah. Um, he runs through the jungle, snake bite, I got bitten by a snake. <laughs> <laughs> what Woody Allen movie was that? Um, so, yeah, it's, it's, it's the, the whole thing is, but the very end of the movie, he fights, they, 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 they call him, oh, he's an it, and he's like, no, I'm a man. The very end, he's like, because I'm I, Frankenstein. He says the title of film. And the closing thing, I'm sure everyone making it was like, franchise, high fives, like, boom, got it. He, he, he didn't go, it being Ein Frankenstein? Oh, God, that would have been better. Uh, they, you could just, they, made, they, they were like, we bought the graphic novel. This is our fucking home run. This is going to be, you know, Burger King's going to come on board, have I, Frankenstein, Happy Meals. It's going to be the it's shit. It's going to be a musical? No. No, no it's not. <laughs> Bill Nye, the well, science guy, will tie in with some sort of presentation. <laughs> he will do a special on making an actual Frankenstein? <laughs> yeah, and then Bill Nye will come in. Yeah. It'll, be, it'll, be, it'll be awesome. Um, so. All right. Okay. I'm checking the Twitter forgot. feed. Well, that's the thing. I forgot about the Twitter thing, and I'm like, re you're checking your fucking phone in the middle of the show. Like, I, I honestly, <laughs> I completely divorced myself from the whole laughter Twitter thing. Right. And I thought in the middle of this discussion, you just went, mm, yeah, yeah, you know let what? Let me see what's going on. So do we <laughs> more tweets? You want to read uh, Yes. TJ uh, Matheny posted, I Frankenstein is so bad, it made me want to sit through Battleship again. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then... Uh, Wow, this one guy's really mad. Um, all right. <laughs> Ron Hansen wrote, Marty Feldman couldn't save I. Frankenstein. <laughs> Which would have been great. Um, here's Paige Branson. Best part of that movie was the good guys and the bad guys lived literally across the street from each other. <laughs> oh, that's so great. Thank you for bringing that up, Paige. Because then at the very end of the movie, he... Uh, Johnny Frankenstein takes them down the street to where the, the demon's hideout is and the gargoyle queen is like, oh, he led us to them. Like, you didn't fucking know there were demons like three blocks away. Not once did you accidentally get the demon mail at the gargoyle yeah, castle. Like, Seriously? Wait, that house smells like smoke. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, it's probably, like West Side Story. Yeah. You know, when you're a Frankenstein, you're a Frankenstein. <laughs> Syllables, Chris. <laughs> Syllables. All right. Uh, so now I saw an, a movie that uh, I thought was going to be better than I, Frankenstein. Uh, I was incorrect. <laughs> Wait a minute. Here's uh, another. I got another joke here from Aaron uh, Brunghardt on... Uh, Aaron Eckhart. 
Aaron Eckhart. Aaron wow, Eckhart. He's on Twitter. <laughs> he said, uh, National Association of Gargiles, otherwise known as NAMBLA. <laughs> which is the National Association of Man-Boy Love, and then he put hashtag work it, hashtag JGL. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I actually saw the movie, and this was, of course, nominated for some awards, and uh, especially Golden Globes, All is Lost. So I don't know if anyone's seen this movie. This is the this, movie with Robert Redford. Um, that was the working title of I, Frankenstein. Yes. <laughs> very true. Uh, and this was pretty much the Robert Redford movie, uh, Stranded on a Boat movie. And um, I just gave you the summary, the title, and the spoiler for that entire movie. This movie was so unbelievably boring for having a guy stranded on a boat that it was, it was amazing that this movie even got made, let alone that it got nominated for any awards. Every year, there's that one movie that slips through, and you're like, how did that get nominated for anything? This is the one! This is the one. All is Lost is one of the worst movies I've ever seen, and not because it's so horrible... Because it does literally nothing. The movie starts out and um, uh, with Robert Redford on the boat. There's a hole in the boat. But here's the thing. It's not like Life of Pi where, oh my God, his boat sank. He's on a lifeboat with a fucking tiger. No. He's an old man on a nice boat. There was a hole. And I'm like, okay, it's going to sink and he's got to get on the life raft. No. I realize they have to stretch this movie into an hour and 45 minutes. So the first half is like... He patches up the hole. And then, like, there's scenes of him, like, eating pasta. I'm like, well, what? Wh how are you filling an hour and 45 minutes of, So like, all you know, is not lost. Yeah, so all is not lost. <laughs> At the beginning, I'm like, okay, well, that's, you know, doesn't seem that bad. Here's a guy who knows he had a hole in his boat, knew how to fix it, made himself a nice dinner. So then what's, what's the end Very of the Very exciting. Pan, they pan back, and it's a really small little lake, and he could have just walked back yeah, in. And, 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 like, yeah, and it's everything. The pasta wasn't al dente. Everything's <laughs> modern, too. Yeah, yeah. Tragedy. It's like, oh, my gosh, there's not enough. There's not enough sauce. Uh, so you, you're watching this movie, and I'm like unbelievably bored with it. Unless we wouldn't even, no one would have seen it in the country if Robert Redford wasn't in it. It was that type of movie because it also sets up nothing about his character. Like when you have movies like Castaway or right. Life of Pi, these characters are set up. You care about them when they get stranded. If you start with a guy on a boat, and then there's a hole and he repairs it, and there's no dialogue, you really don't give a shit. You really don't. So the movie progresses, and then finally, okay, well, now we can't repair the boat because now there's, it, it's sinking slowly, so now he has to get on the life raft. But what's so amazing is when you ever have a movie that's you know, out to sea, every single cliche comes into play. Like, okay, let's see, what's going to happen? Well, there's got to be a storm. All right, here's the storm. Okay, he's got to try to go fishing. Oh, now there's sharks. Oh, my God, there's nothing left in the ocean cliche that could not have been used. Um, the other thing about the movie was how cheaply it looked being shot. Like, when I saw Life of Pi, if you've seen that movie, there's not one time when you thought, oh, they're in a tank in a studio, and, you know, I'm not out in the ocean yeah, trap with, yeah. this, with these... Uh, that film uh, looks amazing. Tigers. Yeah, it looks amazing. This movie, he's in the ocean, and then when he falls in, I'm like, oh... That water looks really clear like he's in a fish tank. Like, literally, you could tell when he's in a tank and when there's a green screen behind him. So it's even shot really poorly. Like, it just shot it in Robert Redford's backyard. Oh, yeah, in his pool. <laughs> yeah, it looked like it was shot in Robert Redford's pool. Uh, yeah, at, but at the, sun, at the Sundance house. Oh, nice. Yeah, in, uh, in Park City. Uh, so it's really a movie that was a complete misfire on every level. Like, it wasn't horrible. Like, you know, he... And it's always every single cliche. There's quiet. There's no dialogue. 
And then all of a sudden, Robert Redford breaks down. And what's the cliche way you break down if there hasn't been any dialogue? You do this. That's it. It's in every movie when that happens. That's so all was, he does. He just he that swears? was it. Yeah, that was it. And then he just and then he goes back to all right. Well, let me try to repair the raft now. So it better was, make some ravioli. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, well, what can I, what what can we cook in the raft? Uh, so it it was. Did he bring a hot plate on the raft and like make more food? That'd be awesome. <laughs> That's what I want to see. Yeah, really. It was a lot of him um, going up and down stairs of the first boat, cooking. And uh, Dude, fuck you. you know what? Yeah. Fuck you. If your boat has stairs, you deserve to die. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's just like sink. Oh, it's like, fucking sink. And uh, when it started too, he like it really didn't look like the disturbed over it. It's like, oh, here's a rich guy who sinks boats all the time. That's what right. it felt like. After My helicopter sink, doesn't work. Yeah. Why? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what it felt like. <laughs> so. And here, my favorite part of the movie was, too, he's on the raft, and these are, these are ridiculous, these aren't even spoilers, because the only way you're going to spoil this is if you watch the movie. Um, so that's the only way you'll be spoiled on this movie, is, uh, now he has, he's on, the, he's on the raft, he has flares. Now, he must have High been water in pants? What? High water pants? High water, yes, he had to, he lifted them up. Or actually, oh, you mean flares, like lighting Yeah, flares, okay, yeah. Light, light. But, but they, uh, uh, he must have been in shipping lanes, because there was like three or four scenes of boats going by. He hits the flares and no one sees the flares. Like literally like, oh, another boat's going by. And missed him. Oh, another boat's going by. Really? He must be invisible on the ocean. Was with he just flares. shooting a flare in the water? Like, yeah. are <laughs> not seeing it. It was so, it was unbelievable. I'm like, okay, well, if three boats have gone by and, you know, you're not doing that well, maybe no one wants to pick you up. That was, I was thinking, oh, it's Robert Redford. No, I don't want to pick him up. How do you like, not, like how do you not stop your boat when you smell that delicious lasagna that he was preparing? <laughs> I know. <laughs> You'd think those sailors would be like, oh, thank you. Yeah. The funny thing was, he looked delightful. really angry because he picked up a Paul Newman jar of sauce and he, like, threw <laughs> it away. <laughs> so is, it this, is this then that thing where just Hollywood and the Academy just goes, oh, it's Robert Redford, he's amazing, without even... I, I think anyone who nominated this movie didn't see it. I really think that. I think that they just saw Robert Redford stranded on a boat. We did, they didn't watch the movie. They just nominated it. Uh, I, that's what it really felt like to me. Right. Because if you watched the movie, you wouldn't nominate it for anything. In fact, you would go back and watch Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid again. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's right. That's why I love And nominate that again. Yeah, yeah. Or The Natural. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Would, wouldn't you even nominate it for Best Metaphor for Bad Film? <laughs> <laughs> that's really, yeah. Someone at home is laughing, so, Mike. Now, now. And, and that was the thing, too, that, that was the Hashtag problem with the movie. Over your head. They're, 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 <laughs> that would actually give the movie more subtext than it actually had. Uh, it, was, <laughs> it was literally an old guy in a sinking boat that you didn't care about for an hour and 45 minutes with no tiger. All right, somebody online wrote Carlos uh, Angel Angel. Uh, Barajas, I'm the worst. I'm like some substitute teacher. What are you doing? I read, I'm sorry. I <laughs> had a stroke in the middle of that dude's name. Yeah. Carlos Angel, Angel, Alvarado. Help me, save me, somebody. Please, CPR. CPR, Rodriguez. Um, <laughs> chai Chai. Chai Chai, Rodriguez. Um, all right, he wrote, All is Lost is the story about the dangers of being a rich white man, which it sounds exactly like it is. And that just seems like... Sometimes I feel like, we've talked about it a little bit on the show before, especially during Oscar season, that like, you know, the, the Academy kind of sometimes feels like just a rich white country club. You know what I mean? Where they're just like... Kinda? 
Yeah, it is. Like it always, is. like fucking always. Always, and this just seems like, oh, the struggles of your yacht not working. Like, yeah. oh, mm-hmm. wouldn't that be horrifying if the Coast Guard didn't get you immediately and you had to eat cold pasta? Yeah. Walking up and down your stairs without a personal trainer? Those what are we, seem, savages? Those seem, so many people saw 12 Years a Slave and walked out and went, that was a sad story on a boat, but not as sad as all is lost. <laughs> The 40-year-old boy, ladies and gentlemen. Listen to that podcast. Um, all right. Some, uh, Raquel. I don't want to pronounce that name. Ex-wife. <laughs> um, that's, She's boom. watching the live stream right now. Yeah. Thanks, Raquel. Uh, this looks like a pretty brown lady, not like a Brazilian woman that fights a lot. Um, <laughs> actually, you know, she might be watching, might this be watching right if now. My ex-wife is watching this. Raquel, you're lovely. Wait till boom. Mm, uh, can't edit a live stream. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Raquel, if you're watching this, please come back. He hasn't done the same <laughs> since. Disculpa, Raquel. I enjoyed the one-word conversations you and I would share often in your house, so please. <laughs> <laughs> okay, anyway, um, Raquel, not my ex-wife, writes, Robert Redford eating pasta with Newman's own sauce. Same joke that Chris made, so a little late. That was dumb. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Sorry. Uh, all right. Okay. Okay. Life of Pi was cheaply shot because they didn't pay their VFX house. Oh, he's uh, he's making a. Aaron is making a statement about. How Were there VFX in Life of Pi? No, he's making a statement about that. Uh, the FX house um, got kind of. Boned. Yeah, they they, boned. and they, they went yeah. out of business. They went out of business. So um, even yeah. the tiger stopped returning their calls. <laughs> <laughs> Mike Schmidt, everybody. Really? Uh, um, oh, Daniel Whitefall, you're in the audience. Daniel, what's up? Get a tweet from the audience. Uh, tweet live tweet from the audience. I would totally pick up stranded, but Robbie Redford for a free ticket to the dance. Yeah, the nice. dance. Nice, yeah. nice reference. Carlos. Car- Carlos Angel, Carlos, terrible name. All right, Carl Angel Barris. Uh, Carlos Alhambra. Carlos, that? I'm sorry. I'm the worst. I'm, I'm bad with names and accents. Um, all right. Why is TJ Matheny writing this? I still can't get over the fact that the Lone Ranger got two nominations, twice as many that piece of shit sounding Redford movie. Excellent point, TJ. Why the fuck did that? Well, let me ask you this, Mike Schmidt. Hi. Uh, <laughs> Hello. Um, what was some of your uh, favorite movies of 2013? <sighs> hmm. You know, it's interesting that you would ask me this. Yes, because sir. Uh, my life fell apart in 2013, and I didn't go to the movies very often. I'm a terrible guest to have on this show, quite frankly. <laughs> <laughs> I won't lie. I wanted to see Bad Grandpa. Like, I, I know that Bad Grandpa's coming out on DVD, and I was like, I don't want to see that. I fucking lived it. Why would I pay to a fucking ticket to see that? I, my How grandpa was a cock. That? My grandpa was a dick. Oh, really? Yeah, he's a terrible guy. What did he do to you? He's, well, I'm sorry. <laughs> it wasn't me collectively. It was more like society. He was just a terrible person. Oh. Yeah. And uh, all right, well, you want to get into what he did? I, I mean, I'm, I'm happy to talk about it. Should well, I lie down? See, well, you didn't see any movies, so. No. Uh, well, no, he's just well, a terrible no, person. No, he didn't see any movies. He said he just didn't see a lot of movies. You saw something last year. Uh, <laughs> dudes, I didn't. I really didn't. I swear to God. I saw no movies. It was a protest. I can't. You know why? <laughs> Here's why. So who the fuck booked him? That's exactly yeah. it. <laughs> I told you that when you booked me. I was like, dudes, I'm, I'm probably the worst Mike, guy. I'm just fucking with you. You just sorry. wanted me to fucking bring trail mix in the car. It's the only reason you brought me down on this trip. 
He gets this trail mix from Trader Joe's that is amazing. It is, it sure. is delightful. Yeah, Dude, I saw Man of Steel, and that was like I saw that, yeah. and then I came to you guys, and if you remember, we did a show, and I go, I'm never seeing another film. I just, I can't. Saw, I'm so you despondent. Saw, you saw Man of Steel with us. Together yeah. for the second time. Yeah. And you know what was amazing about that experience was that uh, you wouldn't tell us what you thought of the movie. Right? Nope. We got we to go see it. We got to go see it. I'm like, all right. So then we see it together. And <laughs> Graham and I are like, you know what? That movie was not that good. And uh, we're like, because we had you on the, as the show the next week. And uh, we were, we're going like, to do a spoiler app. We yeah. did a spoiler app. And then uh, I think Graham said, like, well, what did you think, Mike? And you literally well, you turned well, around like, <laughs> like the Three Stooges, like Niagara Falls. That kind of thing. Slowly I turned. And you went... You want to get into this now? <laughs> it was almost a threat. Yeah. It was almost. It's like, yeah, you want to get into this now? Because like, I had seen it, and then I knew, I knew how horrendous it was, and I fucking hated it. And so, but we were gonna go. And my favorite part, also, of that thing, we uh, we went to a film festival and we did a show. It's funny when I asked real quick, when I asked Mike, "Hey, what what happened with your divorce?" He didn't respond as like, "Hey, fucking crossing a line." He was just like, "Eh, you know, we had this nice conversation as two yeah. old friends." But I go, "So, what do you think of Man of Steel? You want to fucking do this now?" Yeah. We can yeah. fucking do this now. Do you want a piece? Because I'll go into it. Yeah, laughter? We'll fucking do it. <laughs> we'll fucking lay you out, yeah. pal. Uh, I'll knock you out for one of your fucking tears. How's that? I, so? yeah, yeah. I was so frustrated by it. It was so bad. It was so terrible. And it was my own fault for even looking forward to it and thinking that it was going to be good or anything that I would be interested in. And then all it did, you know what it did? All it did was it made me hate Dark Knight Rises that much fucking more. Because I was like, God, God damn it. Who booked yeah. this fucking guy? That's right. Uh, all right, guys. Keep it, keep it clean. All right. I think we do need guys. to goddamn do this now. Yeah. I think we need to <laughs> <laughs> I walked out of, because I walked, you know, I walked out of Dark Knight Rises and I was hypnotized and I was like, oh, it was fucking great. I really liked it. And then if you think about that movie for more than seven minutes, you go, this is awful. It's awful. Where is Robert Redford on a boat? Save me from this fucking movie. <laughs> As one, I've heard every compelling argument about this. I got into an argument, well, not an argument, but the, the show I did last a discussion. night. A discussion. Um, this, this woman who was on the show, uh, did stand up last night. She was talking about, she, she has a TIE fighter tattoo on her arm. She's a comic. I believe her name is Cam. And she's like a fan of the show. And she was talking about how she had an argument. She has a nerd boyfriend. They had a, like a, almost a screaming match about Dark Knight Rises and he didn't like it. And he's a fan of Star Trek Voyager. And I was like, you need to fucking end that relationship. <laughs> <laughs> and, and. He made all these compelling arguments about Dark Knight Rises. And you rejected them, you know, out of hand. I've, I've heard all of them. Yeah. I mean, when we had uh, Pete Holmes on the show, we did the live show last year at Limestone. He made some good points very loudly. They all make great points. I just, <laughs> I, I don't even, I, that's great. Right. You, Every, shut it, you shut it down. I, don't even, I, just, I yeah. don't even, I don't even argue with them. Because yeah. I just know. Well, I don't want to argue either. I was, dis I was you no. know, love it. I hope you love it. That's great. But I just, Dark Knight I, for Rises me, Triggers an emotional response in you. Yeah. There's it's no a perfect question. movie. Anyone who doesn't like it is a yeah. fucking idiot. Yeah. That's all I'm going to say. Uh, did you want to do this right now? <laughs> Understandable. All right, I didn't want to say this because you guys, I'm sure you have an Oscar show coming up. But I mean, yes. I, I yes. fucking, I loved Wolf of Wall Street. I thought it was the fucking best. I loved that. I loved, I loved Dallas Buyers Club. I thought that was great. Um, what happened? I didn't see any movies. Well, because I, I, I thought you were doing an Oscar show, and I don't want to be that guy who steps on that. But, I mean, I, I, no, I love those films. Well, yes, you yeah. have the most broadest question in the world, Mike. <laughs> yes. How the fuck are you making that difficult? I'm so it? mad at Superman still. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, have you, you ever seen anything? I don't want to step on I toes. I haven't seen anything, yeah. <laughs> How about Killer Joe? Did you like Killer Joe? I did like Killer Joe. I, I loved Killer Joe. I, I loved. I lo we've talked about it so now, many times. Well, well, now we've gotten a lot of varying opinions on Wolf of Wall Street. I want to know what oh, made okay. you really like it. 
Uh, I was predisposed to like it anyway. I'm going to go in. I'm, I'm a Scorsese guy, Why? and I love Leonardo. Okay. I love Leonardo DiCaprio. Okay. I, I liked Gatsby. I mean, so I mean, it was like, I, wow. Yeah. All right. Only, I'm sure if I think about it again for seven minutes, I will fucking yeah. hate it. Now we know where the bar is. Yeah, but but I mean, I just I I thought it was really funny. I I thought because I I see people complaining about it and they're upset about it, and I I get that you were fleeced by the Wall Street, whatever the fuck. I don't know why you're upset. But I I'm was sorry. Gonna, I got to read this tweet really please quickly. Please do. From Angry Librarian, I hope I pronounced that correctly, <laughs> probably an Armenian name that I fucked up, um, she goes, uh, maybe it's a man, what is happening, I'm watching grown men tweet each other from the audience like junior high girls, <laughs> <laughs> hashtag who is cuddles, I don't know what that means. That's from uh, Walk in the Room, there's a mystery yeah, about, the room. there's a mystery ah, afoot, yeah, you know, you right. know, I don't listen to that show. What the hell? I have to work with Dave Anthony nine months out of the goddamn year. I'm not going to listen to his fucking voice. <laughs> anyway, you were saying. Uh, I was just saying that I loved it. I thought it was funny. I thought, I thought it was, I, I was shocked. I didn't, because I didn't know it was going to be funny. That was the thing. Was I went in, I just thought it was going to be like this gritty, I was waiting, you know, you're sitting there. It's Scorsese, so you're waiting for Gimme Shelter to play, and you're waiting for something to happen. And, but then... It, it just started to unfold, and I'm like, this is fucking pretty hysterical. And it just kept getting funnier to me. So, and I, I just, that was the thing. That was what caught me by surprise. I did not expect it to be as funny as it was. I let thought me, it was great. Let me ask you this question, because we had yes. this debate with Laura House, and we still get people emailing us and stuff like that online. Because um, I was mad that it got a comedy nomination from the Golden Globes. Yeah. Um, because I, my main thing is just... My main argument was that is less to do with Wolf of Wall Street, but more to do with how comedies, comedy in general is just sort of always shunned. You know, like the Oscars never give it any, any knowledge at all. And here you have an award show with a category, and they don't nominate any actual comedies. So, because I was saying I didn't, I don't, I wouldn't know that I would qualify Wolf of Wall Street as a, as a full-blown comedy, but a lot of people disagree with me. You don't think he, that he meant for it to be funny? You don't think he went in thinking he was making a comedy? Yeah, I think he went in to, to have funny scenes, but to me, I thought, again, I, I love Scorsese probably as much as you do. My thinking was he was showing how ludicrous this was, and yes, the audience is going to laugh, but I think underneath it, he wanted to go... He wanted to make a drama. He wanted, it, he wanted to make a drama of like... You should eventually everyone should be going. Jesus, yeah, this is fucked up. So if that's but, his, that, but that comes through though. That's still that's still right. that's come okay, through. But that's my point though. If that's his intention, then is it a comedy? And I know we're getting into like splitting hairs over mm. what the definition of comedy is, but but that's that's my point. I see what you mean. You know what I mean? Yeah, sure. Because he's not going in there saying let's make the heat or whatever. Like let's just fucking bang bang joke yeah. it up. Maybe and and even like, some comedies that have some heartfelt moments, but it's still like a, American Hustle. I could see more as a comedy. Yeah, like I could see the way that was shot and the way some of the scenes unfolded. The way it was directed. See, I think the directed, actors yeah. were directed in American Hustle to like play it big right. and go for the joke, mm -hmm. where it was like let's show this fucked up world. And it, it, it is funny to watch, but if you really step, if you, especially well, and when you watch it laughing, for three hours. A lot of the laughing is just, it, like you said, it's a Jesus Christ. You know what I mean? Like that, that's happening. It's just you're right. watching on such a grandiose scale, such terrible things unfolding, it, and it, but it makes you laugh because what, what else are you going to do? You know what I mean? Right. It's just, and and I, I, so I thought it was really effective on, on both levels for that. Mm -hmm. so, and whether he was looking to make End of the World or, or, or a straight comedy, I, I don't think it matters. It's still a comedy. It's still funny. There's still comedic elements, so why not nominate it? Okay. Uh, that, well, let me ask you this then, going into uh, um, if you were to have to pick between like 
Dallas Buyers Club or the Wolf of Wall Street. And all is lost. And all <laughs> <laughs> and I Frankenstein. Uh, what would you what would you give best picture to? Well, I, I didn't see American Hustle. Like there's so many things I didn't right. see. But I mean but, I, I But me, just out of those two, like well let me ask you uh, all right, best actor nod. I mean, obviously, you haven't seen all of them, but, but still, Wolf of Wall Street and Dallas Buyers Club are, are very much uh, front yeah. runners yeah. Um, for best picture and uh, best actor. Yes. Where would you put them? Uh, well, I, again, I'm, I'm Wolf of Wall Street guy. I mean, I, I, you I think love... Leonardo DiCaprio did a better job than, than um, not taking anything away, but do you think he would be more deserving of an Oscar than Matthew McConaughey? Yes, but also I'm looking at, and, uh, and I love Matthew McConaughey, and I, he was fucking genius, mm -hmm. all right? He, he, and, yeah, no, it's a strong year. It's a strong yeah, year. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. a strong year. Um, but I, I just, I mean, because DiCaprio made the comedy work as well as, you know, both sides of what was trying to be portrayed in the film, I would go with that. I mean, I, I thought, because he, he, there's no wink in, in what he's doing, even though there is a wink right. inherent in, in the portrayal. You know what I mean? No, that's so a, he, no, that, he, Go ahead. So I'm just saying he played it straight but still brought you the, the funny and the humor and, and all of that on that level. Well, Does that I make think, sense? No, that makes perfect sense, and I think yeah. that is a good argument because to play it that straight uh, made it believe it, it was funny, but it was believable because that's actually an excellent point, I think, because one of my problems with American Hustle was I thought the actors were playing it too, too wacky in some scenes. Yeah, yeah they de definitely did. It got a little too comedic and too uh, over the top in a couple of scenes. Right, whereas, whereas, and this is a testament, I think, to a good actor and a good director, uh, Leonardo DiCaprio is playing it like he's doing that thing that a good actor would do. He believes what he's doing yeah. is right and sincere, and this is what needs to happen in this moment. We, the audience, are going, that is fucked up and funny or crazy or whatever. So that's an excellent point. That's an excellent point. All right, so we, uh, <laughs> all right, not bad. Not bad where's for someone the, who the hasn't seen camera? anything. Yeah. Where's the laughter camera? That was an excellent point. Did you hear that? Hashtag excellent point. So we want also, uh, those of you uh, remind you about the tiers we yeah. have. We have the, the um, we have the shout-out tier. We have the Comedy Film Nerds t-shirt gift uh, bag. And we also have the uh, movie with Graham and Chris. Yeah, come see us. Come see a movie with us. Make ladies. Graham see something he doesn't like. Can I go to that movie with you guys? Sure. Sure. Well, I, can I be billed as a special guest and brought in 10 minutes after the movie begins? <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, you Mike may. Schmidt just uh -huh. walks in. So, okay. So that's a see a movie with uh, Graham and Chris and be escorted by Mike Schmidt to the movie theater. Yeah. I'll pick somebody up bonus. if they live by me. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be cool. Drive to the movie with Mike Schmidt. That's a new tier. Yeah, fair enough. Unless Mike's having car trouble, then you've got to pick Mike up. No, he has a, lo <laughs> no, he has a loner. We'll take he an Uber. A <laughs> I have an Uber code we can use. Well, yeah. let's take an Uber to the movie with Chris and Graham. Yeah. Outstanding. Or we'll get a zip car. Um, okay. So, uh, hey, let's uh, talk a little bit about... Um, we have a special Oscar episode we're going to be doing with Doug Benson coming up. So we're going to, we want to pitch that oh, a little bit. Oh, shit. Yes. And uh, we want to talk about um, the Kickstarter campaign a little bit. We, are, we have about 25 days left. We're very excited. We had actually a sponsor come on board, and they are actually donating a bunch of earbuds for some of the tiers now. So you can tweaked actually, Audio. Uh, TweakedAudio.com. So you can actually buy a tier. You get the movie, and you get like uh, $29.95 earbuds for free. They'll, yeah, they'll throw well them included. in. Yeah, yeah, there's uh, the twenty, there's a forty dollar tier and a seventy five. So yeah, you can buy, you can get the download of the movie mm -hmm. plus an earbud or a signed DVD plus the earbuds. And we're really excited about this um, this movie. And one of the other things that we've been getting a lot of questions and 
How are you guys doing? And uh, we're doing well. We've started, we still have about 25 days left. We have a long way to go, so we definitely still need the help. But one of the questions was, and this was from a lot of people that don't understand what it costs to make movies, why do you need $135,000? You know, what are you going to be using that money for? Uh, did and, you see Wolf of Wall Street? Yeah, a lot of and cocaine I think it's whore pretty parties. clear. <laughs> Um, we are going to be inventing Plus, cameras that snort cocaine. That's and aren't for the you movie. sending half the money to Life of Pi's VFX house? <laughs> yes, we are. <laughs> and, and, to, and the other half to the tiger. Uh, <laughs> but what, one of the reasons is, is that we want to do this movie right. Like if, it, if we only got a portion of the money, we budgeted out very carefully, uh, it would wallow in post. We don't want to do that. We have to make sure we hire pro editors. And we're going to be working with all pros. And a lot of that money is actually going to travel because we want to come to see you. We actually mm -hmm. we do want to travel the country and meet you guys, the fans. So that's where a lot of the money is going, pretty much post and travel. And one of the things we can talk about here since, since Mike is on the show is uh, if you go to the Kickstarter page and watch the video, there's really, we got really cool interviews where we got the idea to make the film at the podcast festival. And Mike... Because uh, one of the things we want to show, we want to show how what podcasting has helped all of us as performers and how it's been an emotional journey for us and how we connect to the fans. And, and how we fill stadiums now for live shows. How we fill shows. stadiums yeah. for giant m amounts of money. <laughs> um, and so, uh, and how you guys relate to it. But like Mike, you said there's a really cool clip in there about you talking how no matter what, if you got a job doing the thing you wanted to do about you know, your own TV show or whatever, you would still podcast. Talk about, especially your show is, is, is kind of unique in that you, it's just you, no guest, and you talk and you're very open about everything. Talk about what that experience has been like, especially as a guy who's had to go through some stuff, like going through divorce and stuff like yeah. that. Um, well, uh, you know, we all moved to Hollywood with different ideas. We're all going to be famous, we're all going to be in shows, we're going to do this, do that, and all the other thing. And, and we've had amounts of success, you've directed films, you've written, you've hosted, I've written shows, and, uh, and it's what we wanted, and it seemed like steps on the ladder to where we wanted to be, but ultimately, I think what we all want to do, uh, and I think the greatest goal and the greatest gift you can ever receive is to be paid to be yourself. Mm -hmm. And when we do podcasts, that's what happens. I find a niche audience of people who enjoy me and like what I do, and they're able to bring exactly who I am and what I want to do to those people, and they can compensate me or don't compensate me or choose to listen or choose not to listen and move on. And it's the only thing that we have complete control of. Mm -hmm. uh, if I get a job at a television show, I get a job with a movie, I get a job as an actor, I have a director telling me what to do, I have a producer who has to review my script. I have always had levels that I've had to break through and I've always had to do what I'm told. On my podcast, I can do whatever the fuck I want whenever I want to. Mm -hmm. I talk till I'm done. If I want to talk for 10 minutes, I talk for 10 minutes. If I want to talk for four hours, I have talked for four hours. <laughs> uh, and I will never stop that. But have you wanted to talk what? for four hours? Oh my God, I want to talk for four hours now. Yeah. <laughs> Uninterrupted. Yeah. Buckle, <laughs> buckle up, San Diego. <laughs> so, uh, so, man, it's just, it's, I, I would never stop doing the podcast as long as people are listening and enjoying it. I mean, that's the thing. Right. I, you know, you have to be able to reach an audience. And any, you know what? Fuck that. You really don't even have to reach an audience. Podcasting, that's the good thing about it. You can start and you can have fucking you talking to two people. But if those two people love what the fuck you're doing, then keep doing it. Who cares? God damn right. I'm serious. You set your own goals and you set your own pace. And if you want to start out, like I got, I got very lucky because I was on Jimmy's show. I was on Never Not Funny for a year. So I, even a year later, there were people who kept saying to me, you've got to do a show. We need to hear your show. So I had a built-in audience and a built-in mailing list who kind of hopped on board the second I launched my project and it just grew from there. 
So I did get lucky. But if you're going to start doing podcasting, don't do it just to get famous. Don't do it. Do it because you want to express yourself and you want to be good. And you want to go out there and you do what you have control of. And, and I can't stress enough, no matter what I do, if I, if I get another writing job, if I get any of these other things that I thought I wanted to do, they would all be used to supplement myself being me and doing my podcast. That's it. I, I, no, it's funny because the last, you know, I, I, I started going back on the road um, about five years ago. And before that, I was like, I did the game shows and I'd go on the road maybe five, ten weeks a year. And then about 08, 09, I, you know, Doug Benson asked me to start going on the road and did all that. And then we, all this podcasting stuff started. And it's funny. Obviously, I would love, you know, like, sure, I'd love to be on a sitcom and make that kind of money. But I would do the same thing. I would just use that money to supplement this yeah. to make this as cool and as fun as it possibly could be because I, I, I hear friends of mine that work on TV shows and they're like, oh, the network notes and they made us do this and this and I go, when we do a podcast or I do stand-up, nobody fucking gives me notes. But yeah, you, I you know. Had it's, notes. Uh, all right. they get for compensation is piles of money. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, but the thing is though, that's... that's but what, a lot of writers say that though. It's like you don't get paid to write, you get paid to take notes. Yeah, and it's like it. But you get when, paid very well. When I hear, well, sure, you get paid very well, and I'm, I'm not saying. I still aspire to those things. Sure, of course. I, mean, I, I, but, I, I wouldn't say no to those gigs at all. But I'm, I would turn them back into doing the thing that I love most, which is course, this, always, and being myself. Back here. You, you know, it's like when you were talking about Graham. Like when we started Comedy Film Nerds, there was no podcast. It was actually a just a website, and we we finally were talking we're like, you know, we should do a podcast to support the website. And when we started doing the podcast, and I don't know if anybody have been listening from the beginning, there were some audio problems and some other problems and stuff. And then we finally, you know, after every uh, a couple bunch of weeks, we got them worked out. Mm -hmm. And then something interesting happened, something that we weren't expecting. We made that connection with you guys, the fans. And it was a connection that we weren't expecting to be so strong, like on both sides. Like we really cared what you guys were thinking, you really cared what we were saying. And it was like, well, this doesn't happen in other mediums and that's yeah. what the crux of the documentary is going to be why is podcasting so unique so different and so personal between podcasters and fans since we launched the kickstarter thing i've gotten an, at least one email a day saying what it meant to somebody listening to podcasting like it, some once a day we got someone this dude in germany was talking about he was working he him and his wife moved from portland oregon to uh, Germany. They didn't know anybody. He was working in a sort of job where he was like isolated. Everyone, everything is in German. All the TV shows are in German. He goes, the only interaction I had with Americans was listening to comedy film nerds and like Doug Loves Movies and a couple others. He goes, that was, and he goes, he goes, and he goes, I know it sounds weird, but you were the only guy, people I was hanging out with, which is fucking weird. Um, <laughs> but it's, but, it's the intimacy of it that, yeah. that can't be denied. You right. are right here. Mm -hmm. You are in their head. Literally. I mean, a conversation is, is still intimate. And even you can be as close as possible, but not as intimate as a podcast. I am right in your fucking head. Yeah. And there are, you know, I've made friends. There are friends of mine. Now, I, I don't even, I feel stupid saying fans. I mean, I'll say listeners or I'll say friends, and I know that even is silly, but it's true because I, you know, anything I make from the podcast, I'm, I'm able, if I can take care of, you know, David and Lily who help me do what I want to do, and then everything else gets churned back into the show. I mean, I, I go out and do live dates and I meet people, and, and, and that's the best part is I've been waiting forever for this arbitrary payoff. I'm waiting to hit it and to make it, and it's going to be big. And, uh, and I, I've kind of been blinded to the fact that, the payoff has come. It's here every day. Yeah. In that I've met people. I get, I get letters too. I, I mean, 
people who've been through cancer and listen to me every day through their chemo treatments. And, and I was the only thing that kept them sane. I was the only person that was there for them. And, and I get that all the time. And you can't replace it. You can't ever say that that isn't special. You can't ever say that that didn't happen. It happened. And I hear from those people, and it's amazing. It's funny. Mark Maron talked about that. And, and I'm sorry, who? Mark Maron. Yeah. <laughs> he has a little thing. I don't know if it's going to go anywhere. Do you have a podcast? Yeah. <laughs> he does one or two. Um, but he was saying about a similar thing, and the way he put it was you have to show up. You have to be there for people. He goes, if you're going to – he was talking to, like, newer, younger podcasts – Pick a schedule and stick. Pick to a it. schedule and stick to it. Like, be there for people. Let people know you're going to drop your episode every right. whatever. Yeah. And, and you know, the, the conventional wisdom is once a week. But you know, there's shows like Welcome to Night Vale that uh, they're only twice a month. But, <laughs> but you're a Night Vale fan. It's still that's it's still awesome. Consistent. Most Night Vale fans are like 16 year old girls. That's tremendous. <laughs> and Neil. And, <laughs> and Neil. Neil, Neil and loves Neil Night Vale too. I actually listen to them all too. I, I enjoy it as well. Um, okay, so let's talk about uh, on DVD and uh, Blu-ray. Now, we were talking about this earlier, Graham, uh, Bad Grandpa. I actually saw it, mm -hmm. and I really liked it. And it's the thing I liked about it is my problem with past, like, jackass movies or even just, like, Borat is I get, like, I get tired when it's... We're in on the joke, right? You got a guy coming in with regular people and hidden cameras, and it's funny, but after a while, I'm always like, yeah, I get it. He's acting like a creep. They don't get it. Ha ha. And, and those jokes always sort of run thin for me. Like, I remember Borat, the first, like, 30, 40 minutes, I was laughing hysterically and then just got bored because I was like, I get it. Americans are dumb. Ha ha. You know? But the thing I, what I liked about Bad Grandpa was they put a thin storyline in there. He had to take this kid to Florida or wherever. They had this very thin storyline that motivated each one of these things. So then when he would go do these fucked up things, with, and the kid was awesome, it just made it hilarious. And every time I'd start to feel like, oh, this is getting old or repetitive, then they'd, well, no, we have to do this. And we they had, like, people they had to meet. And they would have, they, did, they had actors, like he was talking to the, quote unquote, the boy's mom, who was this actor, who I forget his name, but he's been in a lot of commercials, you, you might recognize him. And they're talking to him on a video chat in like a, um, a coffee shop or some public place where you can do Skype. And the guy's just like, you know, and they've got like prostitutes in the background and they're being really loud and people are, and, and he's like, and Bad Grandpa is a great premise, he's like, Asks a complete stranger, can you help me with this computer? And she's like, okay. And, and she's trying to be nice and friendly and seeing all this horrible shit going on. And it helped drive the story. I think it's awesome. If you didn't see it in the theater, fucking rent it. It's funny as shit. And Johnny Knoxville is great. And, and the kid is awesome. And all the, oh, right. all the supporting actors they get, it was great. It's almost like Jackass grows up. It really bit. is. It really is. And then, and then there's, a, there's a cool payoff at the end during the credits, which is a really cool thing. I won't spoil that, but check it uh, out. And Last Vegas also came out. Uh, yeah, go see Bad Grandpa. Yeah, and, uh, <laughs> and Rush. Ru well, yeah, Ru Rush. I liked Rush. You liked... Great. Yeah, it was fun, because it was like... Uh, it, it was surprising to see it nominated for a Golden Globe, though. No, because it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a Europe it's European It's a story. European yeah, story. Yeah. Never mind, not surprising. And, and I know you're not a big Ron Howard fan, but I think he, the, the, the driving sequences I thought were really cool, and, and you know, he was sort of committed because it's a true story to stick to that, and I thought he did a good job. I, 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 if you missed it in the theaters, I think it's worth renting. Well, let's, I wanna, let's talk about La Las Vegas real quick, because 
the turnaround time to have that on DVD is ridiculous, yeah. right? I mean, it is just, and it, it is such a commentary on the industry now that they will put things out and try to hit hard for two weeks and then immediately just start producing the silver dicks to try to, discs to make more money. Silver dicks. That was actually the, that was the alternate title of Las Vegas. Um, <laughs> silver dicks! <laughs> Hashtag silver dicks. Yep. Yes. It's, it just, it's just astonishing. It never, it, it, it just, it's evolving before our very eyes that pretty soon, eventually, movies will just come out for a week and then be out on DVD. It, you know, Mark Cuban is ahead of the curve on this, where the, they're the, just going to be released simultaneously. Yeah, the, the windows are, um, sometimes they're unbelievably short. Sometimes they're completely arbitrary. Like, sometimes a movie will be held for, like, months and months and months because it wants to hit Thanksgiving to Christmas. And really? other times, the turnaround is literal. Like you said, it might be a few months. Yeah. And then it's, it's out. Um, so the other thing is uh, Fifth Estate <laughs> is the, um, the WikiLeaks movie. That uh, Did anybody see that movie? Well, now's your chance. That's uh, <laughs> See that? And now I want to with, you know, special effects and, like, the story of a roadie in a post-apocalyptic uh, wilderness. But it made, uh, like, three-point-something million. So even just marketing it to Metallica fans, the movie turned uh, a significant profit. So... That's a, it's really a lesson for all filmmakers, too, is keep your budget in expectation with who your audience is. So if you're making All is Lost, you need to make it for about $40. <laughs> so. Um, and that's just noodles. All right, yeah, me, that's, yeah, that's your let pasta me read a couple. Uh, let me read a couple uh, laughster, hashtag CFN sh- sh- tweets. Uh, Daniel Stefanos, I guess this is during the, the uh, Dark Knight dispute, said, uh, wrote, I'm glad to see Chris Mancini's in the middle to help mediate before it turns into Graham's Bloodbath Island. <laughs> Reference to an old show. Awesome. Uh, then someone said, oh, they, I'm wearing, yeah, I'm wearing Jackie Cation's Dork Forest shirt, which is an awesome show. I thought you were going to look for red dots. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is a military town. They're going to take me out. Um, so, uh, oh, Anthony uh, Abeda wrote, the real question is, how did Mike feel about Tree of Life? Hashtag <laughs> Team Graham. That's right, bitch. <laughs> and then uh, hashtag CFN show, hashtag shots fired. <laughs> Odd thing to put in there. Um, oh, there's a guy named Mike Schmidt in the VFX department of Tree of, Tree of Life. What? Interesting. Um, all right. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Okay. And uh, we're just going to get to coming out next week. Again, it's still, we're pretty much at a dumping ground for movies still, so everyone can kind of catch up on their Oscar movies. Although, interestingly, this movie uh, coming out is a Jason Reitman movie called Labor Day. I don't know if you guys have heard of this. It's it a, looks interesting. It, it's, it's kind of a thriller. Uh, it's about a depressed single mom and her son, Henry, offer a wounded, fearsome man a ride. And they um, start to fall in love with him as he stays at their house. May I jump in on that really yes. quick? Yes. Yeah. Uh, I, I know someone who's seen that film. And what did they say? Uh, well, how did you feel about Robert Redford in a boat? Oh, <laughs> all right. Fair enough. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, you want to talk about cliches and everything. I, I heard they said it was just rife with the whole, you know, he plays catch with the boy, you know, and, and all these, like all that, oh, that wow, unfolding okay. of, oh, dude. Yeah, so I heard it was a, because uh, I, I, yeah. I like Josh Brolin. And I like Jason Reitman, and too. Very much. And, and yeah. I mean, you know, Kate Winslet, amazing. Yeah. But, uh, but Josh Brolin is one of those dudes where, he was in No Country for Old Men, and you're like, this, is, this guy, is a, it's it. He's got the fucking right. square jaw, and he's going to be a star. And then he's made every horrifyingly bad choice since then. Everything he's been in is just is. is you're saying the, pre- the preacher was a bad... Uh... Uh, what was that? Uh, 
is that the the, the western one? Yeah. yeah oh, you're talking about, no, you're talking about Jonah Hex. Oh, Jonah Hex, yeah. the preacher. Jonah Hex and the, the, the remake preacher? of Old Boy and like oh, I mean, it just <laughs> Unforgiven. Is that what he was in? Yeah, well, he yeah. was in Unforgiven, right? <laughs> he played Morgan Freeman in yeah. Unforgiven. <laughs> <laughs> but you say January, February, dumping ground and all that. Dude, there was a fucking billboard for this on, in, in L.A. in, like, September. So, I mean, I don't know how long they've been waiting to put this out. Because I, I saw it then. I, it think, delayed. I think what happened was it, they thought it was going to be Oscar and that it became a piece of shit or something. Yeah. That, and then they, it t- didn't test well or whatever. Or, well, and also it probably would take – they want to compete with the old boy remake because it's a lot of the same audience, a lot of the same crossover. <laughs> 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 Uh, and the other movie is uh, That Awkward Moment. And if you've seen this trailer, it's the oddest trailer because here's a movie that really doesn't know what audience it's going for. It looks like a weird uh, romantic comedy, an awkward dating movie, but for men. Which, you know what? And as the trailer unfolds too, you start to see, oh, then the men learn about relationships and their lives. And you know, what? <laughs> you know what men spend their lives doing? Not learning. <laughs> that's pretty much what we spent. Two divorce guys on stage, yeah. so yeah, uh, we don't know what yeah, we're doing. But it's like, okay, so who's this movie for? The people that saw All Is Lost. That's the only. No, thing it seems. No, it seems like it's it's a date movie. It's a movie that women. It's marketed for women. They're trying to get that date movie and have the men not be bored. See, I this think. guy's leaving because yeah, we're talking about it. Yeah, just because we're it. talking about it, it I bored him so much. It's like I'm not learning it shit. Feels, I remember. <laughs> I was, I was dating a girl last year, and she said to me, she goes, do you want to come to my friend's baby shower? And I started laughing. Yes. And she's like, why would you want to come to that? I was like, are you kidding me? No guy wants to come to that. She's like, no guys are come to these all the time. I go, no, no, no. They have no, to. No, they don't want to be yes, there. And she they goes, don't want to be there. She goes, there. yeah, but they're going to have um, beer and In-N-Out Burger. And I'm like, well, first of all, I don't eat either one of those things or drink. I don't drink or eat meat, so there's no, that doesn't mean anything But if I me. did, I could get them at home. I would just go fucking go to In-N-Out and grab a six-pack and not go to your bullshit baby shower. <laughs> yes. No, no guy wants to hang out with, oh, my God, that's so cute. And I've heard women go, Graham, women hate fucking going to those yeah. things. Oh, the, look, the, only time a the, woman, the only time a woman's getting a man to a baby shower is if there's a comma between the two words. <laughs> <laughs> Which is our next tier on laughter. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck all of you. That was good. <laughs> They're I'm slow sorry, clapping, you, think you Mike. About it for a second. <laughs> Mike, you got slow clapped. Yeah, this is pretty impressive. <laughs> they turned the corner on you. They were like, you know what? Yeah, well, That's yeah. a yeah. good joke, yes. Mike. Yes. That was a sleeper. You're yeah, that was a good right. one. So, um, okay, so what the takeaway is that uh, men don't want to learn nor go to baby showers nor see that awkward moment. I think we've, we've established that. Yeah, um, that was great. So only I a few minutes more left excited. to get I'm the, uh, to get the right, tears. And, oh. uh, you know, $1,500 for baby, comma, shower. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Worth it. <laughs> Worth every goddamn penny. Carl Angle uh, Barbados over here uh, <laughs> just tweeted, Josh Brolin was in Milk. Milk was good. Josh Brolin was in No Country for Old Men and Milk. So I That's guess, what I said, and then everything went to hell. Well, you didn't include how many Milk. Times did he type, how many times did he type Milk in that tweet? A lot. Yeah. <laughs> Three times. That's yeah. a lot oh, of fucking yeah. milk. Yeah. Well, I think yeah. you made it there. <laughs> Jesus. Keep it going for Chad Angel. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I his wish friend Enrique you know, Delamitris. 
Uh, all right, Camille R. wrote, Hey, Graham Elwood, if you read my tweet, it will make me feel special. Done. All right, that's what I do. I make ladies feel special. <laughs> that's right, ladies. Grammy's going to make Camille what? Camille R. And R stands for Raquel. <laughs> Way to bring up my ex-wife. Bullshit. Dark Knight Rises this was awesome. Get off the stage. Um, <laughs> oh, Angry Librarian's got some shit to say. Mike, I've got a great idea. Can you do some grammar jokes while you're on live television? Some grandma jokes? Grammar. Grammar jokes. Oh, the comma joke. Yeah. That's a great joke, Angry Librarian. I'm sorry you didn't appreciate it. I'm sorry, should it have been a Dewey Decimal joke? Would you have gotten on board with that? <laughs> <laughs> Mikey Schmidt taking you right to the fucking mat, you assholes. All right. Uh, yeah. Bingo. Yeah. All right. Yeah, exactly. Now, see, if you want to get a really angry, go, where are my librarians at? Oh, Mike, uh, Ron Hansen is giving you, giving you credit for that one joke that didn't get a laugh. And he, <laughs> joke. he wrote, pick it up, San Diego. That was gorgeous. Hashtag oh. silver dicks. <laughs> <laughs> Did he add JGO? <laughs> yeah, yeah, he did. <laughs> Edward Thole wrote, uh, Mike, why don't you just kickstart a film version of Burlesque Festival? Oh. Wow, I, that is some creepy inside shit right there. <laughs> Eddie and I shared some stuff. All right, so go to 40-Year-Old Boy to get all the right. rest of that story. <laughs> Mike had a weird bro weekend, and he's going to yeah. tell you all about that. We're not judging anybody. <laughs> Hashtag man love. All right. <laughs> Think you and uh, Eddie ought to go see that awkward moment together. Sounds like yes. you guys would have a good time. I love that Zach Efron. Just a few <laughs> minutes left on Laughster. <laughs> awkward moment. All right. Before we uh, wrap it up, Mike Schmidt, anything to plug? Tell the folks to watch, listen. Uh, well, I'd like to plug this Kickstarter campaign for a film called Earbuds, the podcast documentary. <laughs> plenty of tears available. Plenty of people to, to donate and bring money, and, and it's just it's just going to be a fantastic project. And I think I'll be involved with it at some point on some level if it gets made. Yes. So please, there is no question. Uh, Mike Schmidt will be in the documentary. Yes. Go to MikeSchmidtComedy.com, and uh, I got a Joe Business page where you can buy a bunch of stuff. Go to Facebook.com/slash Mike Schmidt. Uh, no, the Forty Year Old Boy. Facebook.com/slash The Forty Year Old Boy and the Forty Year Old Boy podcast available in iTunes. Comes out every Thursday. Subscribe, please. Thank you. Um, all right. Uh, as I said, I will be headlining the Comedy Cafe in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, February 6th through the 8th. That is next weekend. Uh, get the tour dates at uh, ComedyFilmNerds.com or GrahamElwood.com. Of course, our Twitter handle, at ComedyFilmNerds. My Twitter handle, at GrahamElwood. And uh, I'm at uh, Twitter, Chris J. Mancini, and then, of course, Comedy Film Nerds. And we want to thank you guys for all the support you've given us and supporting the store. And uh, I've noticed a lot of... My book, Pacify Me, has been going out lately. Mm -hmm. a, lot of, a lot of new babies come online at uh, the beginning of the year. So I will sign in personal. A lot of people throwing down in June. Yep, yep. It's a, you know, summer fling. Summer fling. Fe February baby. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> But uh, I will sign and personalize those uh, for you. And uh, we brought, uh, I think we have some Whistling Bane shirts. We brought a couple Whistling Bane shirts for you guys. You guys uh, one for each of you. <laughs> so <laughs> enjoy. <laughs> And, uh, of course, we want to thank... That made it sound like we're giving them away. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we will be giving them away sure. in exchange for money. So, and uh, we want to thank the uh, American Comedy American Company. Comedy Company. Fantastic. Round of applause for the club thank here, you so guys. Much, guys. Putting this together. Come this on been now. great here. Everybody watching on Laughster and listening yeah. at home, if you ever get into Thanks, San Diego, Eric, Laughster, for sure, mm -hmm. come, come to the Gaslamp District. It's a blast down here. I always said yep. if I wasn't in show business, I would live in San Diego. I would just live For the surfing. For the surfing and yeah. hanging out down here because I love watching Marines vomit. 
<laughs> um, at three in the morning on a Saturday. It's awesome. Hey, can I, can I say something? It's going to be kind of indulgent, but do you mind if I jump in with something? No. Go right ahead. Uh, I, I've never done laughter, so I might be reaching some people who don't know who I am, and, uh, and I'm just happy to be involved, and thank you so much for having me. Uh, anybody who doesn't listen to my show or wants to know about my show or wants to jump in, because I'm in year six, and it's kind of more of a book than a movie. They're not really individual episodes. So if you're on laughter and you're watching this, send me an email at Mike at MikeSchmidtComedy.com, and I will send you year one of the Mike Schmidt uh, 40-Year-Old Boy podcast How's to get you started. Oh, check that uh, out. So that's 52 episodes, and if you want to listen to that, great. And if you hate it, then that's fine. But if you want to keep going, then there's stuff to buy. Who cares? But if you want it, go ahead and write me an email at Mike at MikeSchmidtComedy.com, and I will send you year one of the 40-Year-Old Boy podcast for download. Surprise oh, deal. Look, Look at that. that. Mikey Schmidt <laughs> giving it up taste. for the people. And you guys, too. I mean, anybody. So that's fine. Um, all right, uh, I think that's it, guys. So donate to. Uh, also, want to thank everyone at Laughster for making this happen. Dan, yes, Dan and Eric. Dan and Eric mm -hmm. over there. That uh, is everyone at Laughster. That's it. That's the whole <laughs> company. They're two dudes living in a van. Yeah. Um, with a great Wi-Fi. A, van, a vanster. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. MikeSchmidtComedy.com. <laughs> Um, all right, anything else? Anything no, else? we would just want to thank uh, you guys, the fans. We could not have done this without you. Fans at awesome. home, fans that are here, we want to thank you guys from the bottom of our hearts for uh, supporting us. Like everything Mike was talking about with podcasting, you guys show up, it's uh, awesome. So tell your friends, and uh, we appreciate it. So uh, thank you once again to Mike Schmidt. Uh, my name is Graham Elwood. And I'm Chris Mancini. And as always, remember... remember. Hot shot first! Thank you guys! Yeah.